Hello, and welcome to The Bookmark, a podcast of the Wabash Carnegie Public Library. I'm Rachel. And I'm Laura. And it's March 2023. It's March 2023. Yes. And normally at this time of year, I would be having a mental and emotional breakdown, but... My programming schedule changed, and that's not happening for me this year. I know. I know. I feel like I'm skipping out on doing important tasks that don't (laughs) exist, Um, but that's fine. How? So how are you doing with your reading resolutions? I am kicking their rear end. Yes! (laughs) Yes! FYI, I do plan on asking that every month at the beginning. No, it's a good thing. If you didn't ask, I would be asking. Uh Uh-huh. I have read now five books from my stack. Excellent. And, you know, the goal was to read one a month. Right. And I have now read five. So mm-hmm. I, I'm doing pretty good. The stack has now gone from being a very tall stack to being a slightly shorter stack with a little tiny stack next to it. <laughs> That's awesome. We are, as we're recording this, it's uh, a couple of weeks before you're hearing it. And I have eight books Yay. finished in about six weeks into the year and my goal was to do one book a month and yes. one audiobook and so far I have done two audiobooks but I've done six actual That's books fantastic. that I have read uh, so I'm excited about that let me ask what are you reading now well first off I have to say I have read more than the mm-hmm. five that's mm-hmm. just the five from the stack. Right. There are more books because what I have been reading is actually a new book. Mm. I am reading Chain of Thorns, which is the new Cassandra Clare. Oh, okay. So you have read that. You finished it? Well, by the time people are listening to this, you will have I will it. have finished that okay. book and I will be reading something else. But well, as of this moment, I am currently reading. So I read, uh, well, I listened to the audiobook of Legends and Lattes. Yes. Marion and I listened to it together, and it is so sweet. It is. If you are interested at all in just a sweet, quiet, very low-stakes fantasy novel, I highly recommend it. It's got a very cozy coffee shop atmosphere. I'm actually hearing a lot of people say it's a cozy fantasy. Yes. It is the definition, I would say, of a cozy fantasy. And some things happen, but it's not... It is incredibly mm-hmm. low stakes. Which, honestly, we all need after mm-hmm. the past, I don't know, decade <laughs> of our lives. And I highly recommend the audiobook because the author of this particular book, his bread and butter basically was, or and probably still is, recording audiobooks for other people before he wrote this one, and he is phenomenal. So I highly recommend Legends and Lattes. Currently, I'm reading Six of Crows. Yes. I leave Ardugo uh, on the recommendation of my niece, Anna. It's a little slow going at first for me, but I'll get there. Okay. So events coming up in the month of March. On Wednesdays, we will have an Inventors Club at 4 o'clock. So if you have elementary-aged kids who are looking for something to do after school, bring them by the library, the program room. We will have all the supplies and a project for them to get creative and invent something steam related um on thursdays at 9 30 and 11 we have story times so 9 30 is early stages story time for your kiddos zero to three and discovery time at 11 for your kids ages three to six you can register for either one of those programs at our website on the first and third 
Tuesday of the month uh, at 4 o'clock. We are meeting downtown on Market Street for Portable Creative. What is the address for that? Do it's we know? It's 35 Yeah, it's kind East of across Market from Street. the museum. Mm-hmm. and Right next to the Rock City Lofts. There you go. That's helpful. Mm-hmm. Because you know Directions and I, we're not friends. <laughs> but basically, Portable Creative is something where you can get any craft or art project that you can carry. Bring it down. Hang out with us. And make the things, chat with us. Lori Overmeyer is down there, and she baked us cookies last time. They were so good. People bring all kinds of things. We had digital art. We had, like, pen and ink art, paper quilling, crocheting, um, upcycling, and knitting. I mean, bring whatever you have. Yep. It's lots of fun. Yeah, anything you can carry with you is... And, I mean, you can carry a lot with you. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Uh, Well, on Thursday... The 9th and Thursday, the 23rd of March, we'll be doing D&D at WCPL on Roll20.net. So if you're looking for an adventuring group, a D&D group that you can do virtually, contact Cody at the library and he will get help you with character creation and get you signed up for that. I know they, they tend to do like one-shot campaigns. Yeah. Um, you may carry the same characters over, but your campaigns are pretty uh, one-shot. So whether you've been involved before or you haven't jumped in yet, you're not going to be jumping into the middle of some larger ongoing thing. No. So that, that is Thursday the 9th and Thursday the 23rd. And then on Tuesday, uh, March 14th at 2 p.m. is Homeschool Science Club. And this month we're going on a field trip to Asherwood. And by field trip, we mean your meeting is there. There's (laughs) no bus involved. Right. So meet us at Asherwood and they're going to talk about some of their conservation efforts. And so if you're, if you don't know where Asherwood is, check our website. I'm sure I'll have that information, but it's on 124. If you're headed out toward Mississinawa, I'll get you an exact address and post it on our social media. You can also Google it, but meet us at Asherwood at 2 p.m. On the 14th. And then you're going to have to talk about your teen craft because, again, I only have Thursday at 6.30 written down. (laughs) It's the the, um, 15th? 16th, I think. 16th. I can't remember what day that Thursday is because that's who I am as a person, but at least I remember what the craft is. We are, that's, you know, as Rachel will tell you, not always a given. (laughs) But we are going to be taking paper that we have watercolored, and I will do a bunch of that in advance so that you don't have to do that. And cutting it up into pieces and taking a canvas and sticking those cut paper pieces on there to create a little mini bookshelf with little mini books. And you can put a little plant on there or whatever you feel like, little mini bookends, whatever is speaking to your heart. And then you'll take that little cut paper art bookshelf home with you and through the year, You can write down on the spines of those little miniature books the books that you have read in a year. And and just keep it going as long as it lasts. This is not the first time that this has happened, but I desperately want to do this. You should come. I will either come or I will reserve a kit. Yes. Because I desperately <laughs> want to do this for myself. It's a fun way to visually represent what you've actually achieved because especially if you're checking out books you Mm -hmm. don't necessarily see the pile that you've read over the year here's an idea uh if you're not a teenager listening to this on the day of on the 16th 
Laura will drop a, a tutorial video yes, on I will. how to make this project. Check it out and create one for your family. Yeah. And at home, like a family bookshelf of all the books that you've all read over the course of the year. As always, keep up with our uh, our. My mind just went completely event, blank. Event calendar, With our social event calendar, media, whatnot. Text alerts. All those You can things. sign up for text alerts all about programs. So uh, keep checking back with us in case we add something to the calendar, but that's what we have going on for right now. Okay. This month, uh, by way of explanation, um, in the publishing world, Books are being released all the time, but the big push releases are April and May and October and November. Absolutely. So pre-summer vacation and pre-holiday season. Also, the best of book of the year mm -hmm. lists are always released around October. Mm -hmm. So you want to get your book out. If you want it on a best of list for 2023, you want to get it out by October or mm -hmm. it won't make that list. Right. And then it won't make any list because it wasn't published in this right. year. So it won't make the list right. for that. So, you know. October, November, you get a lot of, like, best-selling authors and the, the stuff that uh, will go on the, you know, buy a gift for the book lover in your life yes. tables. In April and May, you get a lot of fun books. You get a lot of... Not always, but you get a lot of the summer reads, the beach reads, the books that they expect people to want to read while they're not in school. On a plane. Mm -hmm. um, so what we're going to do, Laura and I have picked out a few books that are coming out in April and May. So we're going to highlight the ones that we're excited about in this first big publishing push of the year. Yes. Um, so uh, be on the lookout. You're still a month away. From the release, but it never hurts to start calculating your TBR. And if we mention books that you're excited about, go ahead and put them on hold. Yeah, put a book request in. Mm -hmm. If you can't, if you don't see it to put on hold, it means it hasn't been ordered yet. Mm -hmm. Put a book request in. And, and you can do that through our website. Yes, if you, you go can. to the about page on our website, sorry, scroll I'm, down the page. You'll yeah, see about some a forms. third, about a third of the way down the page, you'll see a uh, book request form that you can do through our website or you can stop in and do it give us a call any way that you can contact us we will get those these books on hold for you that way if we don't already have them on order we'll make sure to have mm -hmm. them by the time it's time for you to read them so I have 11 books hey me too but to we know we overlap with or one. 12 maybe well, that's the first one on my list. It's the one that we overlap with because it comes out on April 4th. Yes. And it is Homecoming by Kate Morton. Yes. I'm so excited about this book. Look at how you organized it by that. And I organized it kids, YA, and adult, and then by date that things oh, come out. Okay. Well, I'll, we'll start with this one and then you can do yours in your order. From there. Is that going to throw you off or do no. you want to start with your no. kids' books? It's it's okay. I'll just go through my list. Just be aware that some of my release dates are going to jump forward in time based okay. on where Rachel is because some of these kids' books are coming out in May. We'll at least tell you when we they're will. coming we'll out. We'll tell, tell you when they're coming out. So Homecoming by Kate Morton comes out on April 4th. And this is – I'll just read the brief description that I have written down. When the grandmother who raised her ends up in the hospital after a fall – Jess rushes back.
from London to Sydney to take care of her. And while going through her grandmother's house, Jess discovers a true crime journal following a notorious murder at a mysterious mansion on Christmas Eve 1959. As any journalist would, Jess begins to look into the mystery and the surprising connections to her family history. This is everything I want in a book. Everything. This is gothic mm-hmm. in the best way possible. This is like family secrets, which I love. True crime. Mm-hmm. It is. Okay. So we've talked about this before, I think, on the pod. I know we've talked about it personally, but last year was my year of the curmudgeonly old man. Yes. You are going to start to see, as referenced earlier in this podcast, that this year the emerging trend in my reading is dual timelines (laughs) i am obsessed with dual timelines this year things that took place and usually from about the 30s forward another book that i absolutely loved loved with a dual timeline was the lake house by kate morton Mm -hmm. the forgotten garden is also the forgotten garden was great one of those she's phenomenal And she does dual timelines maybe better than anybody. Yeah. So I am very excited about this book. I think it's going to be fantastic. (laughs) I have an advanced copy of this. Do you? And I'm like saving it for the perfect moment. You know how you have a book and you know it's going to be good? Uh Uh-huh. And you just want to curl up. Like it needs to really storm. Yeah. And then I'll sit down and read this book. It's going to be so good. I know. That's how I read the historian. It really stormed. (laughs) And I sat down and read the historian in one sitting, which I think is mentally disturbed. But it's okay. It was great. (laughs) I stopped for meals. It was fine. Congratulations. Okay, so that's April 4th, Kate Morton, Homecoming. Excellent. I'm going to give you my kid's title. It's not going to be a surprise to people who know me because people who know me know I love Catherine Applegate. She's got a book coming out. And it is called The One and Only Ruby. If you have heard of The One and Only Ivan, Uh um, there's also another one, which I can't remember now, that's The One and Only. It'll come to me. Um, This will be the third in the series. And The One and Only Bob. I was like, I can can see the cover Is it The One and Only Bob? Let me check real quick. I'm going to look. You keep talking. Okay. Anyway, Ruby's story has picked up. It is Bob because I wrote that title down directly after my description here so (laughs) past laura comes through and saves the day okay ruby's story is picking up a few months after the events of the one and only bob ruby's now living in a wildlife sanctuary and her caretaker from the elephant orphanage in africa where she grew up is visiting seeing him again brings back a flood of memories both happy and sad of her life before the circus and she recounts the time she spent in the african savannah to ivan and bob so I love these stories because, one, they're animal stories, and you know how I love animal stories. And although sad things happen, it's, like, kid-level sad, so I can take it. And it's not going to break your soul. Yeah, it's it's a great thing to read, I think, before you go and experience, like, a zoo. Mm-hmm. Because it gives you perspective on what these animals' lives are like in the wild versus in captivity and how to responsibly care for and preserve them. Mm-hmm even if that can't be in their natural habitat due to safety. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a good one. If your kids are going to go on a field trip to the zoo this year, sit down, read the one and only Ivan together. If you haven't already go through these, these books and um, talk about the issues that we have in our world with responsibility towards our animal friends. I 
was just talking to someone a couple weeks ago who said, I need a good book recommendation for my six, almost Mm seven-year-old. And I was like, this is so far out of my wheelhouse. Like, kids' (laughs) books are so – my kids are older. Um, I don't read children's books that much. So I was like, okay. And then I just went, what would Laura say? What has Laura said previously? And so I recommended the one and only Ivan. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, McTavish. McTavish is great. McTavish was the big one. I was like, and I think there was another one that we bought. Oh, Mercy Watson. Mercy Watson. We bought great. Mercy, Mercy Watson. Mercy Watson's probably like the peak for that age mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing a read aloud, you're going to have to read all those out loud. Right. For right. that age group. So I don't know. I just thought it was funny. They're I all was good like, picks. This, uh, this podcast comes through in a clutch it does. for me. It does. <laughs> And okay. as always, if you want a recommendation like that for your young kiddos, just contact us yep. because we are happy for to sure. provide personalized book recommendations for your kids. Yep. And for you, for your whole and family. You. We have options for the whole family. It's true. Okay. So the next one on my list also comes out April 4th, and it is called Before We Were Innocent by Ella Berman. Ten years ago, during a blissful summer in Greece, Bess and Joni were cleared of any involvement in the death of their friend Evangeline. After being attacked in the media, Bess has kept the lowest profile possible. On the other hand, Joni has basked in the infamy, uh, becoming an outspoken motivational speaker. So when Joni is implicated in an eerily similar crime, Mm. Bess must come out of hiding and face what really happened all those summers ago. The next thing on my list is, oh, look, another dual timeline. (laughs) And another, I do like, twisted friendship story, yes, like our, our I villa. Uh, on here I put, I hope it's better than the BFF story of the villa. <laughs> <laughs> but See, I like a twisted friendship story, but I, I also like it to not stay twisted. Right, right. And I don't know. I don't we'll know see. what's going to happen. But um, I promise not every book on my list is a dual timeline mm-hmm. but this one sounded really good it's by ella berman before we were innocent that sounds really good it sounds yeah. exciting yeah well what i should have told you the last time i was telling you a book was that that book is coming out on may 2nd oh okay <laughs> and now i'm going to tell you about another book that's coming out on may 2nd yes yes may 2nd's a big day for books <laughs> warrior girl unearthed and that Ooh. is by angeline Bully, I hope I'm saying that correct. Um, and it is the highly anticipated sequel to Firekeeper, which came out last year. And it was incredibly popular. New York Times bestseller. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. exciting. And um, it is about Perry. And she has always known her role in her indigenous tribe on Sugar Island. But when Native women start disappearing and her family's caught in the middle of a high-profile murder investigation, Perry questions her place as the laid-back twin. As grave robbers strike the tribe, Perry must fight to save her ancestors and her tribe members before all is lost. So it's like a little bit fantasy, a little bit present day. It's it's really, they're so good. Is that a kid's book? It's a YA a book. A YA book? Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump grave out of. Grave robbery in a children's book, yes. I'm going to jump out <laughs> of my uh, timeline to yeah. tell you that I have one on my list um, that comes out April, four, er, April 18th. And it's called Sisters of the Lost Nation. Mm-hmm. And it's an adult book. Yes. But Anna is looking for answers about the women who are disappearing from the reservation. Yes. She's also always looking over her own shoulder. So when Anna's sister goes missing, she's forced to face the demons of her tribe's past and the entity and the entity of myth that follows her every step. Mm-hmm. It is described as part gripping thriller and part mythological horror. 
Very cool. Um, but Very I cool. think those two together they pair <clears throat> they pair well. Yeah. Um, not necessarily exactly the same thing. No. But just kind of. And really, like with this one, you need to read Firekeeper first. Mm-hmm. Firekeeper is going to tell you what the magic of this world is going to mm-hmm. be like. Um, and really, truly, it is it is set in this modern mm-hmm. contemporary world, but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the next one that I have on my list is Romantic Comedy by Curtis Sittenfeld. Ooh. Uh, That one comes out also on April 4th. April 4th is going to be a big, like the first four on my list come out that day. (laughs) Yes. But, okay, so this one's called Romantic Comedy. And I have been disappointed and unsatisfied by a few rom-coms that I've read so far this Mm -hmm. year. Sittenfeld is pretty good at telling stories that, kind of subvert what you think she's going to write Mm -hmm. so sally miltz is a sketch writer for a late night comedy show she begins to write a sketch making fun of the fact that average looking men date gorgeous women but the (laughs) reverse almost never happens (laughs) when a pop music icon signs on as musical guest and host for the show for the week sparks fly but sally knows this is real life not a movie and so i don't know what to expect exactly but i have high hopes Mm-hmm. that it will maybe be a little deeper than some of the stuff that I've read recently. Or not even deeper, just a little more layered. I don't even need the story to be layered. I just need the writing to be good. Yeah, yeah. And and I mean, there are levels of writing. Like, sure. you might want fluff. Sure. And that's great. Read what you want to yep. bring you joy in your life. When I pick up a rom-com, either I want to just enjoy it and not think. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. has its role. Or I want something that is gonna have a happy ending Mm -hmm. but also be a book i can get lost in that has has like great sentence structure Mm -hmm. complex Mm -hmm. characters it's not just oh hot guy hot girl they're together or i need it to at least sit in the realm of reality i guess with me it's romance has a lot of tropes yeah every every yeah and some of of them i love and i need the book to not be only those tropes yes yeah. So if if I just take that idea and look at it, could you replace this character with any other good-looking human being mm-hmm. or any mm-hmm. other person who doesn't know how good-looking they are? And if you could do that, that's not going to work for me. Yeah. Well, and tropes become tropes because they're they work. popular yes. and they work. And if you give me a book that revolves around whatever, like opposites mm-hmm. attract or – Enemies to lovers. Enemy, all it's these exactly things. what I was mm-hmm. just thinking. Or it takes place in a coffee shop or revolves around a coffee shop or whatever. I love all of those things. Mm-hmm. But I just need you to twist it enough that it doesn't yeah. feel like every other story that I have read. I, the Not comfort, a formula. Yes. The comfortable conceit. Yes. I'm here for. Yes. But I need it to not feel overtread, I guess. And I feel that way about mysteries. Mm-hmm. I feel that way about a mm-hmm. lot of things. But I think it, it grates on me a lot with a book that I wouldn't necessarily always pick up anyway. Mm-hmm. And I don't always pick up something that's plot is almost completely based on the romance. Like mm-hmm. I'll read a science fiction novel that has romantic elements or a fantasy that has romantic elements, but that's not the lead portion of the book. Mm-hmm. We're still trying to kill the big bad thing right. or defeat this. And then I, as long as one of those plots is good, I'm with it. Yeah. But if the whole focus of the novel is romance, um, I need you to throw something. Oh, throw me a curveball I'm not expecting. Yes. 
And that can yes. be in any form, plot, character development, whatever. Setting. And sometimes if, that's fun too. If everything in your entire book can be resolved if two people just have a conversation with each other, <laughs> I'm not here for your book. No. <laughs> No, I that drives me crazy, and it, it that's tropey in and of yeah. itself. But it feels lazy, and that can be true of like an action novel. Sure, if you just had put something in the mail instead of trying to hand deliver it, if your mm-hmm. if your problem in your book can be resolved by someone just shooting someone else mm-hmm. in your action novel, just just kill Hitler, you know, just figure it <laughs> yes. out, figure yes. it out. Yes. There's a reason you haven't done this. Explain to me why. If I can just condense it that that quickly, it's too easy for me. And I you want to fall else. all the way down the wrong rabbit hole. It's yeah. the reason that Romeo and Juliet drives me crazy. Exactly. Exactly. All the way why? back to Shakespeare, there were people writing stories where one like sentence of conversation could have saved literal lives. That whatever friar guy, he doesn't hand deliver that letter. Right. Oh, it's de- everyone's life depends on this. I guess I'll just send it with this messenger. I know. I know. Like, it, anyway, moving on. You, okay. My next book is also out on, you guessed it, April 4th. Oh, no, May, May 2nd. 2nd. Okay. So far, every single book that I have listed. I have a bunch been, for that day, too. Been out May 2nd. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great book day. Um, maybe put a little money aside for this day if you're a book buyer. <laughs> Um, Or stagger your holds. (laughs) (laughs) It's the sun and the star. This is another YA or um, upper middle grade. Okay. And it's by Mark Oshiro and Rick Riordan. And it is the long-awaited Nico D'Angelo novel. Okay. Percy Jackson fans, they know (laughs) that Nico, son of Hades, is fantastic. We love him. We stan him. (laughs) He is everything. Nico. He is our goth son. <laughs> and he finally gets his own book. It's so great. Nico and Will are descending into Tartarus on a quest. And I don't care what they do there. Honestly, I don't care anything about this book except Nico is, is the lead. <laughs> you could write a book about Nico eating breakfast and I would be there for it. I would be there. That's all I need. And so... um. Yeah, um, probably some romance in there. I don't care, honestly. You know, there's probably curses. They're on. They're definitely on a quest. There will be probably be monster battles. Sure. If you like Percy Jackson, you'll love this. If you like Nico D'Angelo, I'm glad I'm here celebrating this with you today. <laughs> Put on some black eyeliner. Settle in. I don't think that, like, if you go into a book that comes from the Percy Jackson world that you're I mean, it's fair to expect it to be something that it will probably be. It will be that. Um, but, you know, this is the kind of book that it's going to fill that need you have. Right. It's going to do that. And, and you know, if you are saying, well, you know, Nico's not my jam, we can't be friends. But if you love Percy, um, Rick's thrown us another – Uncle Rick's thrown us another Percy book too. Oh, really? We're getting another Percy book. I know a kid that will be excited yeah. about that. It's, it's, uh, it's just – not gonna be as long, I don't think, but it's it's just this beautiful thing, and I think that that is coming out. Let me see. I wrote it down for myself so that I could just <laughs> remember. September twenty second. It is per- Percy Jackson and the Chalice of the Gods. So uh, look forward to that too. <laughs> okay, the next one on my list is specifically on my list. Uh, I'll explain it after. It's called The Last Heir to the Blackwood Library by Hester Fox. Comes out April fourth. 
Ivy Radcliffe inherits an estate on the Yorkshire Moors and is suddenly Lady Hayworth. There are plenty of rumors about the Abbey's previous owners, but Ivy is enthralled with the fantastic library on the estate. She feels that something else is in the library with her amid rumors of curses and ghosts. What? This is on my list. I'm not a huge fan of ghost stories. I'm a huge I don't, fan of gothic stories. I don't avoid them, but I don't seek them out necessarily. Mm-hmm. This one, I was like, oh, I'm curious about that. Also, my husband has gotten really into Victorian era ghost stories, and like oh, the he should talk to me. <laughs> you know he what read, the Christmas uh, the Christmas tradition for Victorians used to be? What they used to sit around the fire. Christmas Eve, and tell ghost stories. I like how you say he should talk to you as if you guys don't talk about books I know, all the but time. see, I don't yeah. I talk to him through you a lot. He read uh, The Woman in Black. That was great. He got really into that. And then I think he also read The Woman in White, which they're not the same era, but... And they're not the same author. And The Woman in White is actually what I wrote my thesis on in college. <laughs> did you? Yes. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> He should read the Moonstone. Because that I was basically fantastic. married the male version of you. You did. Honestly, you did. Um, at first, when you told me that, I was like, no. And then <laughs> the more yeah. I talk about it. Yeah, you did. Um, so um, it's it's great that you found the male version of me since you've got the female version of me. I know. My life is complete that way. Okay. So that's the last heir to the Blackwood Library, um, and that's the last book I have for April 4th. I'm going to need to read that one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need to read that one. <laughs> I don't remember what today is, but this is a book. I'm cheating. March 7th. I'm, I'm cheating, and I'm, I'm choosing a book that comes out today. Okay. So that you can say, hey, <laughs> you know what? I'll just read. I want to read a book today, and all these books are coming out later. Well, you know what? I got you. I got you because this book comes out today. It's called The Mimicking of Known Successes by Malka Older, and it is a Holmesian mystery um, in space. So hello. Hello. In a remote gas-wreathed outpost of a human colony on Jupiter, a man goes missing. The enigmatic investigator Mossa follows his trail to Valdegard, home to the colony's erudite university and Mossa's former girlfriend, a scholar of Earth's pre-collapse ecosystems. And her name I'm not going to pronounce well. <laughs> Platy? Platy? I don't know. Has dedicated her research and her career to aiding the larger effort towards a possible return to Earth. When Mossa unexpectedly arrives and requests her assistance in her latest investigation the two then embark on a twisting path which the future of all life on earth is at stake and perhaps their futures together it's it's a it's gonna be fun do want yes (laughs) i'm i'm excited about that book i think that's gonna be weird and cool and and it's not gonna be the only one in the series so i'm excited about that too because i love I love like a space opera kind of science fiction, which that sounds like not hard science fiction, but more like character-driven storytelling mm-hmm. sp- science fiction. That sounds like that. Yes. And I also love mysteries, as you know. <laughs> so it's like everything in my wheelhouse come together. And if you want to know what I'm doing this weekend, that. <laughs> <laughs> Reading that. I'm doing that. <laughs> Okay, so I talked about Sisters of the Lost Nation already. My next one, which comes out April 18th, is Symphony of Secrets by Brendan Slocum. 
you're going to be excited about this one. That sounds really good. Okay. When Bern Hendricks receives the charge of a lifetime, he is ecstatic to be able to help authenticate a newly discovered piece by America's most famous composer, Frederick Delaney. Yet, as Byrne digs into the history, he comes to realize that Delaney may have stolen the music from a young black composer named Josephine Reed. Flipping between 1920s Manhattan and present day, Symphony of Secrets is about the search to write history. Dual timelines. Dual timelines. <laughs> that I think sounds that's amazing. The, I think that's the last dual timeline on my list. And it's also like music centric, which I love. And yes. I know that my friend Jennifer would love that too. So I will be sending her that rack. 1920s Manhattan music. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes, please. Yes. Feels very speakeasy. Symphony, Symphony of Secrets comes out April 18th. I'm excited. Well, my next book is Homecoming by Kate Morton. So we'll skip that one because we already talked about it <laughs> and go to Some Desperate Glory by Emily Tesh. And that is out April 4th. Like everything on the sir, <laughs> May 2nd or April 4th. Um, Kira is a warbred soldier of Earth. Yes, we're in science fiction again. Um, genetically modified to fight in the war against the Majo, human's greatest and humanity's greatest enemy. She's among the best of Gaia Station, the strongest girl in her mess. So it's a shock and disappointment when she's assigned to the nursery, forced to make more humans, a task which Kira views as a waste of all her training. Even bigger shock is the news that her twin brother has refused his assignment and left the station, marking him a traitor like their older sister, who abandoned the station years ago. And so Kira begins to question everything she's ever known, alongside some very unlikely allies. So it's nice. like a little dystopian action mm -hmm. in there, mm -hmm. um, clearly. And so I'm excited about that. That's from Tor. And uh, <laughs> I just tend to trust them. Right. So when I see something and I think, that's kind of interesting, if it's... Um, any other publisher I'll be like I'll wait for reviews if it's from Tor I'm like throw down everything I own for this book this so Tor is the review Tor is the review I really love what they're doing I mm -hmm. just they're mm -hmm. so cool okay my next one comes out April 25th and it's called Morewood Family Rules by Helen K. Demon D-I-M-O-N I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I don't know. I wish I should that have looked it up and I, I did wish, not. I wish the author names came with pronunciation. I know, right? I also wish that when the publisher sends out pre-release information for books, they had a little parenthetical to say, here's how you say this. Yeah. Podcaster. Morewood Family Rules. Billed as family drama and comedy, all rolled into one twisty novel. About a woman and her con artist family. Julian Morewood spent, just spent 39 months in jail covering for her family, only to find them up to the same old schemes when she's released. <laughs> she is determined to get her life back together and get her family to clean up their act. And I love the thought of some sort of family. This has a little bit of a feeling of Crazy Rich Asians. I just me. think that the sound of that... It could be absolutely hilarious yeah. in a darkly funny way. Yes, which yeah. is, I think, why it evokes that yes. to me, which is um, not in any way the storyline, but just the the overall feeling of the book, which is family drama, but also off-the-wall frustrating yes. comedy. 
Uh, huh. So that's called Morewood Family Rules, and it comes out April 25th. And that's the last of my April releases. The last of your April releases. Yes. I have an April 25th. That's okay. my next book. It's called Happy Place by Emily Henry. If you know I saw me, this one. <laughs> you know. If you know me, you know I love Emily Henry, and I love her for many of the reasons that we mentioned when we were talking about romantic comedies before, uh-huh. which is that she writes things that have more character development than what is the stereotypical romance, and I like that. She's not quite ro- literary fiction. She's not quite Harlequin, wor- Harlequin romance. Yeah. She's like the best of both worlds and her books are funny and they're smart so harriet and win were the perfect couple until they broke up six months ago except they haven't told their best friends that's a problem i feel like and i might be wrong about this but i feel like that book was supposed to come out last year she had a book come out last year i feel like i read the description of that book well, they announced her this books. Isn't working. They there announced her book so far in advance. You probably read the Maybe description read of that last, last year. year because no sooner had her book people um, from last year com- came out that they had announced this book with okay. the description. So you probably read the description then. Because it was on NetGalley like I want to feel like maybe 2 weeks after her other book came out. Um, so they're now on vacation at their standard vacation house that they always <laughs> rent, sharing a room. And it's the last year that they can all go there because the cottage is being sold. And so they just were like, we just won't tell the friends. It'll be great. After years of being in love, how hard can it be to fake it for one week in front of the people (laughs) that know you best? So this is going to be fun. All her books are fun. Mm -hmm. I love her. Tropey, but it'll be written in a good way. Written so, so well. And it Mm -hmm. will, like, check all the boxes that you need for a, like, cozy happy romance read yeah so even if you think this isn't gonna work no it will (laughs) it will hey i have one of those great it's my next one may 2nd meet me at the lake by carly fortune in her early 20s fern brookbanks and will baxter spent one perfect day together exploring the city but when they promise to meet at the lake one year later fern shows up and will doesn't years later Fern finds herself running her mom's lakeside resort when Will shows up with an offer to help. I can't explain why this book feels like it's up my alley, except for the fact that it feels a little like Adele's When We Were Young, which is my favorite Adele song of all time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I just like, okay, dude, that like that one perfect day uh, with a person where you think you know them Mm -hmm. and then they, you don't know them. And when they prove to you that you don't know them, you're devastated. And then they show back up again. I'm gonna. I'm just excited about that one. I think it sounds like fun. So that one's called Meet Me at the Lake. That will be fun. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. If you know me, you know I love TJ Clune because found family is a thing. I almost put this one on my list. Yes. I took it off at the last minute, so I'm so glad that you you have it on there. You knew that I would have it Uh on here. This book is called In the Lives of Puppets, and it's out April 25th. And it is like, I wrote, it's found family at its finest, literally. Robots. Because some of the members of this family are robots. (laughs) (laughs) There's dad, Giovanni, who's an android who loves to tinker and repair. Sassy and morbid medical droid, Nurse Ratchet. 
I love that. I love that nod. Aptly named. And lovable anxiety baby vacuum, Rambo, along with their human son sibling, Victor. They live safely in the woods, but not for long. When Giovanni's past comes back to haunt him, turns out he was a murder bot. Um, it's up to Vic, Rambo, and Ratched to save the family. Along the way, Victor learns the toughest life life lessons that parents are people with their own histories and emotions, and sometimes family relationships are more complex than we'd like. I need you to read the description of that baby again. Lovable anxiety baby vacuum. That's what I'm going to call you from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has ever been closer <laughs> to the truth. I'm just going to make you a t-shirt. <laughs> just that. Lovable anxiety baby vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that one and I was very excited about it. Just, it just, that's everything. Mm-hmm. It's what I need. Okay, my next one is also a May 2nd. It's called No Two Persons, and it's by Erica Bauermeister. She has written a lot of books that people around here love and she's kind of hit or miss for me sometimes but Alice has always wanted to be a writer and when she experiences an event that breaks her heart she writes her stunning debut novel it finds its way to nine different readers and impacts each of them in a different way the idea that art and literature and and any kind of art means something different to everybody Mm -hmm. um I love the idea of that in this book. So it's called No Two Persons, and it comes out uh, May 2nd by Erica Bauermeister. That sounds really good. Yeah. I'm going to pivot to nonfiction. <gasps> Shocking. What? Shocking. You know, I don't read I don't a ton. have any nonfiction on my list. I don't read a ton of nonfiction, but huh. my dad does. Uh-huh. And he loves a narrative nonfiction story. And so every once in a while, one will cross my my computer screen, Mm -hmm. my desk, and I will say, this is for dad. So dad, you're not listening because you don't listen to this podcast. So this one's for him. And it's called The Wager. It's by David Gran, and it is out April 18th. In 1742, a patched together vessel washed up on the shores of Brazil with 30 emaciated men. They told an astounding tale of surviving after the HMS Wager was shipwrecked chasing a Spanish treasure galleon. After cobbling together a raft, they floated for 100 days and traveled 3,000 miles. The sailors were lauded as heroes until six months later when three more castaways washed ashore, accusing the first men of mutiny. When accusations of treachery and murder, a court-martial is convened to find the truth with the guilty parties likely to be hung. I love that. So I love that. It's going to be great. Yes. I am going to listen to it because I love a audiobook that uh-huh. is like that. So it'll be like a true crime podcast, but in book form. Yeah, that's really cool. So my next one is uh, The Making of Another Motion Picture Masterpiece by Tom Hanks. And I it, saw this one and I almost put it on my list. May 9th. And this doesn't sound as much like a dual timeline as a progression, like an mm-hmm. epic timeline. So it's a novel about the making of a superhero action film and the comic books that inspired it. Uh, it starts in 1947 with a troubled soldier returning from war and meeting his five-year-old nephew. Then in 1970, they reconnect 
because he meets his five-year-old nephew and then he kind of disappears. Mm -hmm. They reconnect in 1970 and the nephew is creating an underground comic based on his uncle. In present day, a successful director finds that comic book and turns it into a superhero movie. Now, the book is about the actors and the people behind the scenes in the making of the film. So it may end up being a little dual timeline Mm -hmm. back and forth, but... Uh, I think it sounds interesting. That sounds really, yeah, really interesting. And I really like Tom Hanks as a storyteller. If you've ever listened to him, like on a long form podcast or anything, I just follow him on Instagram and deeply enjoy. <laughs> He's just a very thoughtful human being when it comes to uh, telling stories. And so, mm-hmm. and every movie that he has been responsible for, the first one that always jumps to my mind is. Uh, that thing you do. Mm-hmm. I just love that story. I think he's a really good storyteller. So that should be interesting. That sounds good. So that's the making of another motion picture masterpiece by Tom Hanks. Okay, Marion, this is for you. <laughs> it's called The Salt Grows Heavy by Cassandra Kaw, May 2nd. It's the author of Nothing But Black and Teeth. Oh, I'll be so excited. <laughs> and you shall know her by the trail of the dead. The mermaid has come to shore and wed the prince, just as it says in the fairy tales. But what the tales forget is that mermaids have teeth, and in no time her daughters have eaten the whole kingdom. And from what it seems like, that was a good thing, because the humans are awful. Now she is on the run with the genderless plague doctor who has cared for her, leading her to discover the darkness of the world and the darkness within herself. It just sounds twisty and good. It does. And it doesn't sound like my kind of thing, but it sounds just like the kind of thing of some people that I know and love. Yeah. It's that line, you shall know her by the trail of the dead. It was like, yeah. (laughs) Yes, please. Would you like to turn completely 180? Yes. Because my next one is called Summer Reading by Jen McKinley. (laughs) <laughs> comes out May 16th, and it says, What happens when a dyslexic chef falls for a library interim director? The attraction between these two inspires Sam to want to create the cookbook she's always dreamed of while helping Ben find the father he never knew. So basically, this the guy who is the interim director of this library has only come there and taken the job to research who his father was. So it takes place, I believe, like on a vacation island kind of vibe i love jen mckinley's library lovers series of cozy mysteries so this should be fun she definitely has a love and a knowledge of the library world which when you work in it is really hard to read somebody who doesn't yeah that's jen mckinley and it's called summer reading that sounds cute i would like to read that one (laughs) in fact there hasn't been one of the books that you've listed that i haven't wanted to read (laughs) Okay, Witch King is our next one, and it's by Martha Wells, who you might know from the Murderbot series. Martha Wells has written a new book. After being murdered, his consciousness dormant and unaware of the passing time while confined in an elaborate water trap, Kai wakes up to find a lesser mage attempting to harness Kai's magic to his own advantage. It was never going to go well. But why was Kai in prison in the first place? What has changed in the world since his assassination? And why does the Rising World Coalition appear to be growing in influence? Kai will need to pull his allies close and draw on all his pain magic if he is going to answer even the least of these questions. He's not going to like the answers. Martha Wells just can tell a story like nobody That's else. That's a fantastic description. Yeah. That's great. I'm excited. <laughs> okay, so I have the celebrants. By Stephen Rowley, uh, May 30th. 
Stephen Rowley wrote The Gunkle yes. last year, which was a big hit. Ever since their graduation almost 30 years ago, Jordan Vargas and his college friends have periodically gathered together in Big Sur for celebrations that life is still worth living well. They've been there through Marielle's divorce, Naomi's parents' death, and Craig's art fraud conviction. But now Jordan has a secret that might completely upend their friendships. Now, I read about this on a blog, and I wrote down in my notes, this feels like the big chill. Yeah. Which I love the big chill. That Just that idea of friends meeting back up after years and years, and they don't really know each other anymore but they still really know each other yeah and then I went to Amazon to look up like make sure I had the release date and everything right and the very first thing it says is like the big chill <laughs> I was like, okay so I'm on the right track here but yeah that's called the celebrants that's gonna be and it good. comes out May 30th okay my next things are looking forward to fall because I'm that person <laughs> I can't control myself but if you are following the Locktoon books, mm-hmm. we may get a Lecto this fall. I keep seeing things get thrown out that have a fall release date. And while we don't have a cover yet, enough people are mentioning it that just keep an eye out because that could happen. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Electo started before Nona? Nona came out of Electo, Nona right? Nona was supposed to be part one of Electo, oh, but okay. it became its own book. So. Okay. They broke that off and published it separately. Okay. And it's a good thing they did because that book would have been 800 pages long. <laughs> yeah. And truly, it's its own book. Okay. Um, so, Electo, I mean, the, the little afterwards was all hell breaks loose. And so we'll see what happens because if, if Tansen Muren is saying that now. Um, if you're unaware, this is Gideon the Ninth, Pharaoh yes. the Ninth. Nona the Ninth just came yes. out in September of last year, and Electo may come out. May come out this in year. September of this year. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Um, it's already up on um, Indiana Digital Library to put on hold. Okay. So there are little things that are getting thrown out that make me wonder if we're going to see something coming soon. I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of held off a little mm-hmm. and made their announcement to make it like a big surprise mm-hmm. um, instead of saying, oh, this is coming. They, right. It, like some people do. They'll, they'll Beyonce, announce it. Beyonce, drop it. Yeah. They'll announce it with a cover and a clear release date instead yeah. of saying, it's coming this fall. No. So we'll see. Maybe. Um, but the one that I know is coming out is the sequel to Legends and Lattes, Bookshops and Bone Dust. Oh, yeah. Coming in November. I just finished Legends and Lattes. Yes. I you talked about that at the beginning. Yeah. Big, yesterday. Yeah. We recorded this in two days. Two parts. Yes. Also, happy Valentine's Day, even though happy for Valentine's the people listening to this, it's done. Laura but gave me candy. It's happening today, right now for me. Uh Bookshops and Bone Dust, which if I understand correctly from reading the the description, sounds like an alternate timeline or a prequel of some sort. I think maybe a prequel, but I'm very excited about it. I that. think it sounds cute. Yeah. So if you have any other recommendations of books coming out this, this spring that you're super excited about, it could be in March. It could be coming this summer. Uh, leave it in the comments on the social media post about this episode because we would love to add even more books to our list yes uh there's a couple more that i'm really interested in but we didn't want this to be 
I didn't know, want a this four to be hour 800 podcast. Page. I'm already finding when we are listing books like this that there are too many for yeah. me to actually link them in the show notes. Yeah. So if you f- look at the show notes and you see no links um, directly to the titles of the books, know that it's because there were too many and I can't. So well, and check out Instagram or Facebook because I will make a graphic that includes the covers of mm-hmm. most of these books. I don't know if I can I'll you know what I'll do? I'll do two separate ones, one with my picks and one with yours. Yeah. Because that's twenty four books total. I can't put them all in one. No, but you can put them in I can put it in two. Yeah. So if if there's not enough room to put them all in the show notes, check out our social media posts and the titles will be there. Yeah, well, all the titles can be listed, just yeah. not the links. Right. So just know that most all of them, if not every single one of them, will be available. Indiana Digital Download mm-hmm. or Indiana Digital Library and in our collection, either in print or mm-hmm. ebook, not a problem. You can get it. But Right. Administratively, the elevator is working again. We have curbside uh, pickup available at any time. We do. So if you don't want to get out of your car, call us and let us know and we will bring your order to you, whether the elevator works or it doesn't. I've had a family using it because their kids are sick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. We have... We per- highly appreciate that because, I mean, she said, I don't want to get the other kiddo sick. And I'm like, I appreciate you not getting me sick. Yeah. Well, so I know we've sick, had people who use it because they have a very small child and don't want to yeah. get them in and out of the car. Whatever your reason for not wanting to get out of your vehicle, we affirm and understand that completely. Yes. Maybe you just came in your pajamas and you just want to stay in your car. Well, I do curbside is... pickup a lot at mm-hmm. other places because I have back problems. Mm-hmm. If people did not know this, you see me hobbling around or propping up my leg while I was recording this podcast and because i find it really hard to walk across like the walmart super center Mm -hmm. it's really handy to have them put my stuff in the car with me especially if i have something on one corner of the store and then the other far corner of the store i just do it because it saves me money it does because i don't walk through the store and pick up things i don't need well it does that too It does that too. But we're always saving you money at the library. We do. I mean, we even have a service where you can ask us and we can tell you how much money you saved with all the things that you checked out this year. It's true. Very true. Sign up for text alerts. We'll let you know if we have to close. Check our social media. We will also let you know there if we need to close. It'll be on our website. There's We are, as I have said before, embarrassingly easy to find in the internet world. And if you have questions and you're not on any of those avenues, just call us. All right. So that's it for us for this month. (laughs) But we will talk to you again next month with... With something. Something. We'll come up with something. something. It might just be hysterical laughter. We'll (laughs) see. We'll see. It may be half of this podcast because so far it's about two and a half hours long. We'll condense. Have you heard me? Yes. I edit every episode. I've heard a lot of you. We'll condense. (laughs) All right. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. And until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The Bookmark is a podcast of the Wabash Carnegie Public Library. Recorded in the WCPL Makerspace, hosted and produced by Rachel Castle and Laura Butler. Edited by Rachel Castle. Show notes created by Laura Butler. For more information on the bookmark and any services available through the Wabash Carnegie Public Library, please visit our website at www.wabash.com 
www.wabash.lib.in.us or check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Wabash Library. Can't play dead? You need a potion? <laughs> I know, you have to really die. Take an acting class, kid. I know, I know. I was glad they were both dead. <laughs> That's how I feel about romance. Oh, glad, well. I'm glad you're dead. We've hit the point. The wall where Laura's like, I'm done. <laughs> no, no, we've hit the point. This is what we've hit. Okay, there's a point in every podcast where I decide I'm funny. <laughs> and that's when we need to stop. <laughs> anyway, please send help. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs>